Daddy, this is crazy, man. You got everybody thinking that we're kissing sisters out. See, I mean, at this what, point, Danny, you're drunk. Because like, you know how you know how everybody says when you it's when you tie, it's like a brother and sister kissing. Like, no, never heard you never that heard that. Never heard that. Oh, you're a wild no. bro. That's the battered way of looking at things, though, right? Because we're the battered hair on speed. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the Herons are back. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 45 of the Battered Herons podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada. Alongside me is my co-host, KBD, Christian Durant himself. How are you doing, sir? Oh, you are on mute, sir. Good start. Oh, that's a good starting catch. High. Good catch there. Starting yeah, high. Starting hot. Right, thank so, you. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, today's, look, today's Wednesday, uh, National Hump Day, I guess. And um, actually, right before getting on, I was watching Ted Lasso. So if any of you haven't watched it, it was Ooh, a really good episode. Ted Lasso you guys got to catch it. Yeah, it is Ted Lasso. Wow. And it's also Woo Wednesday, but I haven't gotten to that just yet. Ted Lasso Wednesday. How many episodes are they going to drop this season? Because I feel like that show is so short. They drop a couple episodes, and the next thing I know, the season's over. It's it's kind of disappointing, to be honest, how short the, the, the season felt last year. I mean, I'm looking for. I love the show. I love how different it is. So you know, I guess. My understanding that this is the final season, so that, that that's even more of a reason that's gonna stink. But yeah. anyways, speaking of stinking, uh, we've stunk for the last four weeks, but we're heading yeah. back home to play against FC Dallas. And as always, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. live on YouTube, we have an opposing podcast on here to defend themselves and tell us why they will beat Miami's ass like everybody else has been doing. So joining us today, we have Jose Carmona from the, uh, oh, I, I almost slipped up there, uh, from Afterburn Soccer, correct? That's I, correct, Afterburn. I, I almost Soccer. went with the old name. I almost went with the right. old name. Yeah, we used to be uh, Big D Soccer or uh, mm -hmm. Big D After Dark Podcast. Hey, right. let me tell you I, something. You know, yeah, when I, I heard that name, I was like, let me double check to make sure that that is a soccer podcast before I contact them because that seems a little iffy, iffy. A little you sketch. Have, you should have heard our, our original intro song. Oh, you can go a lot of places with that. It, it did. <laughs> was <laughs> was it chicken, chicken, brown cow? Is that, is that what no, we were doing no, there? No, it was no, no. It was it was a uh, it was intro talk saying how we were gonna give you the big D soccer. Hey, <laughs> hey. there we go. That's that's what I'm and talking then, about. Yeah. Nah, a buddy, man, a buddy of mine just basically started playing his guitar and wrote it. We were laughing so hard. Let's run with it. All right. So, thank you for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Um, it's uh it's it's been a rough couple weeks for us. Right? We started hot. We won two games, even though they weren't necessarily convincing two wins, but we won two wins and and, and it is what it is. We had two sh clean sheets the first two weeks, and then the third week we lost to NYCFC. Again, they didn't score on us, but we had an own goal. We lost that game also, and it's just been a terrible four-week stretch, lost four in a row, and we're not feeling very positive. So we're hoping that when we talk to you and we're done with this, we feel a little more optimistic, which I'm doubting. I'm doubting it. But let's see. So before we get into talking about FC Dallas, we are going to talk FC Dallas a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. But I want to talk specifically about something that's been going on in the FC Dallas stratosphere. Something that even got my wife's attention. And my wife doesn't pay attention to anything MLS unless it's into Miami. But she came to me and she said, what's this about? And that is Miss Becky G and Sebastian Leggett. Is that how I pronounce it? Leggett. 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 Now, what's going on? Because I know that he said that he had a mental illness and he had to take time away. But now he's back. Like, I, it has to have been a distraction for the team, I'm assuming. Well, it is. I mean, it, it, keep in mind that he missed uh, a very important match against uh, uh, LAFC of all of all teams and mm -hmm. that's also the week that that are uh he's one of our two starting eights and our other starting eight uh Paxton Pomikov was banged up and also didn't start so right off the bat we, the team was forced to alter their formation 
uh, against LAFC. And, and then you guys got a red card that game. No, we got a red card. And, and uh, yeah, I, even then the team lost uh, 2-1, but uh, they had a shot. They had a shot to uh, to walk out of there with, with a point and uh, blew it late. Um, Reoccurring team. So while somebody <laughs> was banged up, you got legit. Also getting banged up with Becky G, I guess. Getting right, banged up so in social media and around the world. <laughs> she uh, was the one that, that was getting the big D after dark. <laughs> I had to do it. I, was, I mean, she wasn't though, right? It was him. No, it was him. That was that was messing around, man. That was uh, being a big D diplomat worldwide, you know, <laughs> thing. So, no. um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a distraction that that uh, frankly we we're not used to. Uh, uh, SFC Dallas fans, you know, we're not used to see, you know, uh, on national news, you know, them talking about SC Dallas. So it's like, what is this? You know, so it's, yeah, it wasn't my a drama. Um, it's no, also, I, it's I, also, he wasn't in the best of shape, um, you know, in the best of form coming in uh, to the season. So add that on top of the distraction and, and just uh, off to a slow start this year. Yeah. Um, he missed the LAFC game, and then you guys played against Portland last week, but that was a home game, correct? That was correct. That was correct. Okay. So this week coming up is going to be his first road game after the scandal. Yes or no? That is correct. Yes. So I know I ha- we have quite a few Vice City members, sports supporter groups, Southern Legion, The Siege. You guys listen to the show. We need you guys to come out and start singing Becky G songs at the top of your lungs for a large portion of the game. I'm going to hit up Mike Marinelli, the PA announcer, and I need him to get me in contact with whoever's DJ because we need to have Becky G playing before game during warm-ups. Like, this has to be a thing, right? This is the first time he plays a road game. Like, this has to be a thing. And, and it's in Miami, it. so like the the possibility of having people know the Becky G lyrics. I mean, it's it's the highest potential in any road game. Patrolling, we're Miami. We play Becky G anyway, right? I mean, I think exactly. I, I don't really recognize too many Becky G songs, but I would assume this is a good market for her. Yeah, I um, I expect this is going to be a reoccurring theme on the road. With uh, teams doing their best <laughs> to uh, you know upset to get in his head. Hey, yeah, and that's, that's so we got to get it started. Fans, that's what the home fans are supposed to do, you know. For sure, I've so got to get it started. <laughs> All right, so Dallas. Um, before the season started, uh, you guys ended last year. You were top three, correct? That's correct. So before that's this correct. year, I, I would assume. I mean, I know you guys lost Matt Hedges, but I, I would assume you guys had high hopes. How are you guys no. feeling after the first six weeks? No, no, you guys didn't have high hopes. No, uh, no. FC Dallas is uh, the the fandom is a, a, a usually pessimistic bunch, and uh, okay. we we had a new manager, uh, Nico Estevez was a new manager, and we had a lot of turnover. We had a lot of players that we brought in, and and honestly, the the hope was just to squeak into the playoffs. You know, we were we were we were not optimistic, and the team, you know, outperformed by any possible standards you can throw out there, you know. Uh, even road performances were better than, than previous years. Uh, Ferreira had, you know, the 18-goal season. Um, uh, Martin Paz was, was loaned in uh, from Europe and – Well, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's, I'll tell you what's impressed me of the team so far is even with the two wins, two losses and two draws, FC Dallas is still kind of in higher of the middle of the pack. You guys are in sixth place, right? I mean, it's early in the season. So like, who knows? They should have won last week. Yes. You ask any fan and, and, and despite the record, the, the two, two and two teams underperforming. In all honesty, I mean, yeah, I Dallas fans are are we still have a loss at home to Minnesota United, and then we have that draw at home against Portland, and that's that's just as a fan, you you know, you expect those to be W's, you know. Uh, yes. There's a reason for for that, and I'll tell you a little bit later when we talk about weaknesses. All right, and um, and just a quick fact, Chris, I I don't know if you'd realize, I, you know, he was talking about manager turnover. 
their head coach two yeah. managers ago, Luchi, Luchi uh, Gonzalez. Was it Gonzalez? Luchi. Yeah, Gonzalez. Yeah. Luchi. He was the head coach at our high school, Chris. Avrella. That's <laughs> right. Yes, he was. No he was. Yeah, no, he was. No, yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The head, he's a, he's in San Jose now, but he was the head coach there. Then he he was he was teaching algebra, I believe. He was an algebra teacher. Then he went yeah. and he, he coached at Columbus, and then he moved up the ranks and eventually got a job as a head coach in Dallas. And now he's in San Jose. But yeah, fun fact for those local people: he was uh, the head coach of the Varela Vipers and Columbus. For those uh, of you that Lucci, are, Lucci was the uh, director for the uh, vaunted SC Dallas Academy, and 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 basically went from director to head coach. And in all honesty, a lot of us felt that he wasn't ready for for that step up, you know, to go from director straight to, uh, from academy director to to the coach. And, and uh, you know, wish him great luck in, in San Jose and hopefully he's learned from some of his mistakes. He, you know, he had a pension for playing a lot of the kids, you know, and the people that, that in FC Dallas that are play the kids types loved Lucci for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and he he got his start with the whole directing for for the youth down here because he was the director for the Kendall Soccer Academy. So again, nice. for those of you that are listening that are in the Kendall area, he was one of ours for a oh, while. We're getting and local. He, we're 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 yeah. we're diving we're, local, we're, <laughs> local, fun, local. Yes, we Chris and well, Chris doesn't anymore, but I still live in Kendall, so we're local, local. Fun, fun yeah, little yeah, fact. We're in the though. dirt. Fun little fact. Speaking of Lucci. Um, San Jose has a great academy at this time. And uh, their DP signing this year is uh, Carlos Gressel. Used to be the starting six for SC Dallas. The guy was a beast. He was the one of the destroyer types. We sold him to Augsburg. And then uh, we've been ah. missing him since. I mean, the fandom has been begging for the team to sign someone like, you know, Carlos Gressel. Uh, preferably him, Carlos Gressel. So everyone's. You know, not not surprised that Lucci goes to San Jose and his first DP signing is Carlos Gressel. So great signing so, for them. So he's finding pick. gems out. He, he's 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 finding gems out here. He's he's getting sleepers and just putting it in everybody's face in the world at this point. Then <laughs> well, it's early. We'll see. We'll see. But he's up. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that Steve Munoz, he's watching with us, uh, he mentioned Dallas and Miami FC fan, uh, Miami fans, uh, you know, equals pessimistic bunch. So yes, handshake on that. True. Yes, I agree with that. I mean, this, these, let me tell you, I, I'm going to tell you something, Jose. These last couple games have been miserable. And at least for us, I, I can't, I couldn't, I can't really picture. Any of our recent games being, you know, the ball bounces one way or the other, we'd have different outcomes. But looking at the past six games that FC Dallas has had, a couple bounces one way or the other, the, the record could be completely different. Absolutely so that, that's that's kind of scary. I mean, it's not it's not like uh, FC Dallas doesn't have a you know they got a baby team here. You guys are you guys are kind of the real deal a little bit, no? I think the potential is there for them to be real contenders, but I think we're a team that, that has some weaknesses in the lineup yeah. that have that have yet to be addressed and, and, and trust me the fandom is constantly uh, talking about what this team needs to do to to become a solid top three because honestly top three last year in the Western Conference was an overachievement for this team. And some team some fans expecting to come back down to the pack. But uh, Others like myself believe that with the right moves, they can stay top. Well, well speaking and, of right and, moves and wrong moves, oh, go ahead, Chris. Uh -huh. No, no, you go ahead, Danny. My fault. Well, I was going to ask you. You guys are waiting for the right moves, but you guys lost Matt Hedges, and I would assume that has to be a huge loss in the back. Yeah, Have you guys is. addressed that at all? Because I'm assuming that has to be one of the weaknesses. Because not only was he a great defender, but he's also great with distributing the ball. And let me tell you something, the MLS, getting somebody that can defend as a center back and also is good distributing the ball from the back isn't necessarily something That's easy huge. to come by. And yeah. it's especially true for a team like Dallas who prefers to play out of the back. So, mm -hmm. yes, we absolutely miss Matt Hedges. We currently have three center backs vying for the two spots. And it's, okay. uh, it's the, the uh, Nico has been sort of 
hasn't settled on two starting center backs. That is an issue right now. Uh, the, the interesting thing is that our best current center back is uh, Nikosi Tafari, Tafari who, who was the third center back last year. And Oof. some of us were hoping that he would make the step up uh, because we have Martinez, who's returning starter, and, and replace Hedges. And what's happened is Tafari has stepped up. He's, he's been yeah. a beast. He's been, you know, one of the – this guy averages like six, seven aerial uh, wins per match. The guy's just been dominant versus Dallas. But at the same time, Jose Martinez has started to show his age. He's stepped down. And uh, Ibeaga, who was brought in from uh, uh, LAFC, is a mixed back right, mixed back right now, yeah. in all honesty. Uh, the – Martinez and Ibeaga both have strength and weaknesses, and the team had the manager has to sort of pick his poison, you know. So Martinez is well, a solid defender, but he's slow, yeah. so he doesn't have excellent uh, recovery speed. And for a player who likes to move forward a lot, that can be an issue against some of these teams that have, you know, that like to hit you on, on the counter or, or or like to to do aggressive, uh, aggressive things off of turnovers. Martinez can be a liability in that, and he he is a good passer too. But athletically, age you know it, it shows against certain players against certain teams. Yeah, and Ibiaga Ibiaga is the is the opposite. He's athletic, great recovery speed, not a very good passer out of the back, or at least he hasn't shown it to be. And he's has penchant to make mistakes, so he can be dominant in the air also, and physically, but. He hadn't settled in, and and and, and uh, it's it's an issue week in and week out, um, trying to figure out which one of them is going to start, and then are they going to be able to give us a full ninety without any mistakes? So Matt Hedges, big loss, and you guys usually like to play out of the back. So what do you guys you guys play a what a, a, a four three three? A four three three with a with a single uh, pivot number six. Okay, um, that's another issue. <laughs> that's issue number two. Uh, we well, don't have and a I, lockdown defender and I, at, at the six. And I saw that you guys uh, got a couple yellow cards in the last game. Um, you know, I like I like I always mention in this in this podcast. You know, I'm just getting new into the sport, and what I refer to is FIFA cards, right? And you guys got <laughs> Kim Young, who I guess he came off of the he came off the bench, and. Yeah, well, he ended up scoring a goal in, in the game. How come he isn't starting? If if you know any anything about that, because uh, I mean, to me, just looking from the outside, not being super uh, into FC Dallas, just looking at cards, I'm thinking to myself, well, uh, you know, Kinyon, this guy sounds like he's amazing, but he's sitting in the bench. When I see something like that, that's kind of scary. Uh, Kinyon is is actually in a battle. For the starting position with with Edwin Cerillo, our homegrown, and, uh, and that's the other issue with the defense is we don't have a lockdown defender like uh, Carlos Gresso or anything like that. We have uh, Cerillo, who's more of a uh, more of a position player, and and he's excellent at moving the ball forward. But he's not he's not a guy that he's not he's a really nice guy, you know. You yeah, gotta, so you he's not. Yeah, so he's, he's not like he's not intimidating. He's not like a, yeah, he's not like a strong force, and he's not like a de, like a defensive midfielder. So he, yeah, I mean, he, I, he's, I, he's he's a player that that's really good at intercepting balls, and 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 he does a good job. But he's still young, and he's not a dominant type of player that you would want at that six spot. He's really good helping the, the attack go forward, and and yeah. that's against certain teams, he's the player to play. Sounds uh, like Malta. Kinyon is the opposite. He's he's a, the better defender of the two, but he's not much. Yeah. I mean, I know he scored a goal, but usually he's a liability in the attack, and 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 is not as good a, a progressive passer, uh, offensive-minded player as Cerio. So those two guys have been going back and forth, and Cerio's got a run of starts because uh, Kinyon yeah. had you know was was banged up. So in all honesty, got... mm -hmm. uh, I would say that. In the past year or so, they've been altering, and usually, if we're on the road, Quinone is usually the starter, and Cerillo usually starts the home games. So you guys will, may actually get Quinone 
uh, yeah. uh, starting against you guys. Um, so the strength on your team, I would assume, is the top is the front three. Yes. Right. It's our, it's our attack. Ferreira. Uh huh. It's our it's our attacking five actually. It's it's uh with Velasco, uh, Ariola, Velasco, Ferreira, and then uh, the the two lates of Legit and Axel Pomical. That's that's the strength of this team. And of okay, course, so, excellent, so, excellent goalkeeping from Martin Pass. <laughs> well, and so and one of our and one of our guys attack. here. Yeah, and one of our guys, one of our guys here, Steve Munoz, asked, actually just brought this up a little bit ago. Uh, you know, what are the strengths? What are the weaknesses? Right. So, I mean, you're you're going over some of the strengths. I guess the top five. Uh, I mean, uh, other than other than the top three, I mean, I guess we can expect a good game out of Legit. No. Uh, it depends on on what kind of defense. If we can get in his head. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. What, what kind of defense does your team play? Are they are they a high press team? Are they a low block, mid block? We, we are. We don't press high like I wish we would. And we we've been wanting. The thing is, uh, we play with fullbacks, but we use them as wingbacks. Okay, so we're constantly leaving. We don't have enough defense because we don't have our six. Our our natural six. Gregory used to music, fall back to play to like he used to play back, right, like a third center back, right? He was the six, but he would play like a third center back, which would help cover up for the two fullbacks that go up so often. He'd help support. Since Gregory's yeah. been injury, we haven't had that support. So we've been getting caught on the counter quite often, and Yedlin and Negri haven't been able to get back. That's how we got scored on in the 90-whatever second minute yeah. against uh, uh, Kai Kamara, which went from a draw to a loss in the last couple minutes. And it, it's been a recurring yeah. issue the last couple weeks. So the fan base has been wanting to go with three in the back and play with our, you know, the, our, most of our offense comes from the wings and Yedlin and Egri are doing a good job getting the ball up and crossing it in, even though we don't cross it with much success because we don't have anybody to receive the ball. But that's a different story. We do because we're going to stick with that game plan. Let's at least have three in the back because that's been our downfall that we don't have enough people up there to defend once Negri and Yedlin are, are way too yeah. far past to, to come back for the for the counter. So that is our weakness uh, as far so, as strengths and weakness go. So, Dallas and just to, uh, have, and just to bring up, but no, go ahead, Jose. Sorry about that. I was gonna say, uh, FC Dallas has like its kryptonite, and and that is, and I'm gonna point out three opponents to you right now: Minnesota United. That's a loss at home. You had Vancouver draw you had portland draw all three of them play a mid to low block fc dallas has, that's the that's the fc dallas kryptonite we may be the, the attack may be fast and young and exciting but if a team sits in a mid to low block and just condenses and forces dallas to try to break them down this is the fc dallas weakness this is something that that the teams that they struggle against are the teams that play that. So if your team doesn't play a mid to low block, no, or we have to play one. That's yeah. music to 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 FC Dallas fan because the teams that FC Dallas tends to have success are the teams that are willing to run up to attack, to right. attack and contract because FC Dallas likes to feast on turnovers and quick counters, and they have the players for that. Um, and they pre and they, you guys press high and press often. Wait. They're they they they're opportunistic in their in their pressing. You know, they they they're like one of these teams that their certain cues will trigger a press. So at times, it depends on what your team does. If your team, it, it, if they watch for certain things and if, if it's favorable, then they'll press you to death. But if not, they're more than happy to sit back and play play defense. Well, and I was just looking back at the couple games. Um, FC Dallas played the the four three three in the last game. Uh, they yeah. played. Uh, they they played against Kansas City. They played also the four three three. But when they played yeah. LAFC, they actually played the four two three one. So I mean, at this point, who knows what kind of formation you well, know Dallas is going to be putting. That out. was that was the the whole. So the formation that FC Dallas roll out will be a four three three. Against LAFC, that LAFC that was not. That was that was uh, that's not a formation that we're used to seeing, and that was predicated due to the uh, whole legit missing, you know, Becky G drama. 
yeah. uh, one of our starting gates. <laughs> and then Paxton Ponicall, our other starting gate, being being injured. He, he was on the bench, but they didn't use him. And it forced the team to adjust their starting lineup uh, and their starting formation uh, to compensate for that. But that's not a that's not a formation that we're used to seeing. Uh, in that match, Velasco, yeah. who's our, our left starting left winger, he start he started as a ten, and he looked good, by the way. You know, mm-hmm. for the thirty some minutes that we had eleven guys, oh, <laughs> he's a baller. He's a baller. But um, but yeah, it, it's that's not a common. The, the, there's three formations you can expect from FC Dallas. The primary is your four three three, and then depending on where the game is in the late stage, if they're protecting a lead or if they're on the road and trying to protect the point, they may go to three in the back with with uh, Tafare, uh, Martinez, and Abiaga, all three of them back there. But if they're chasing the game or, or they feel they can get, you know, three points or whatnot, they may go to a 4-4-2, four, four, and that's because of the, the addition of Jesus Jimenez uh, will come in as your second striker. And they're still working him into the team. So we're still yet to see him score or play significant minutes but the what we've seen of him he looks like an excellent addition for the team and and what's, and well that's surprises but me. that's what, what i want to hear me about what i want to no i want to hear i want to hear some names that's what i want to hear right because like it's it's great that you're bringing him up and 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 what, what were you going to get to danny because i was going to try to see what what players we well, need I can, to be I can, scared of. I can tell you that I can tell you the starting lineup, you know, and, and the and the positions that there may be changes to. So you got Martin Paz as your goalkeeper. Uh Marco Farfan is our starting left back and he's a defensive minded player. He's very tough to beat on defense and he's been but now, and now if there's one guy if if there's one guy that you you would tell our fan base and say this is that guy that you have to be worried about. Who is that guy? I would say right now, I right now it would be Velasco. Velasco is looks to have stepped it up. But in all honesty, it, 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 you could say the same thing for a healthy Paxton Pomichol. When when Paxton Pomichol mm-hmm. is healthy, he's the guy that that that's the playmaker that can make the through passes, that can break down defenses. So either one of those guys. I know everyone, you know, we love. Uh, Anyone in the attack, in all honesty, is, is dangerous. But right now, Velasco seems to have stepped it up, and and he had uh, three shot attempts last week and two on two on goal, and and uh, he's the guy to watch because he's going to be paired up uh, against uh, Yedlin, right? Who likes to come mm-hmm. come forward? Who likes to all right. come? Yes, he's. Yeah. He, you're going to see him on the touchline plenty of times. Velasco is is. I will say he's, he's – I'm not saying he's a fast player, but he's quick with the ball at his feet, and he's tricky, and most teams will yeah. prefer to double-team him because he has a tendency to cut in and uh, take uh, curving shots uh, from the left, you know, top corner of the box there. Very dangerous player. Nice. He can cause havoc, um, and, and that's the that's the match Bobby watching. But you're, you're telling us that, that you're, you're – uh, Left back also tends to push forward, and, and yeah, yeah, he's he's our best uh, offensive player so far this year, probably. And so right. that that's 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 the key matchup. Really, it's going to be your your backs against our wings because Ariola, while yeah. no one no one ever accused him of being the fastest or biggest guy, the guy is just a machine when it comes to to hustling. This guy is basically a nonstop motor and he makes things happen out of nothing just because he's constantly scraping and 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 I seen him out leap center backs, you know, as short as he is and, and, and get, you know, assists off a header. You're like, what's this guy doing? The guy just hustles and hustles and hustles and, and while it's not sexy, it's appreciated when 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 he's successful. So, yes, I was that would surprised be that you said that the weakness is playing against a low block because I figured with those skilled forwards that you have, that that wouldn't be necessarily a weakness. It's it's a weakness because, because that, that's our weakness. Team. Last week, everybody's like, "Oh, Inter Miami had sixty-two percent of possession." That's because Cincinnati game plan that way. They said, "Go ahead, pass the ball around as much as you want. You will not do yeah. anything in that final third." And we did absolutely nothing in that final third. 
So that that that's an, a skewed number. That 62% sounds cute on a paper, but we really did nothing with that possession. You could pass it back all you want. If you're not doing anything, it means absolutely nothing. But I figured with the attack that you have, that you that, that wouldn't be a weakness for you. Oh, well, FC Dallas is the smallest team. I mean, look at our forwards. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're all, you know, 5'10 or smaller. Same here. And, and We're 5'7 yeah, or smaller. Yeah. So it's a yeah, smallish yeah. team, and, and uh, it's an issue. it becomes an issue uh, when teams are just sitting back, you know, daring you to take it into the box. And, and it's it's been an issue for years. It's not an issue this just this year. This has been an issue for many years. And like I said, if you look at our record, the teams that we struggle against, that, that FC Dallas has struggled against, Minnesota United, Vancouver, Portland, they all play a mid to low block and they all basically just sat back and said, you know, bring it. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you that one of our, one of our guys here, uh, you know, Will 13, he asked um, just to touch base on, on what's going on with one of our, our better players. Uh, what's any updates on Mr. Forever injured, AKA Campana. We actually had somebody else chime in. Uh, Lucas kicked in said that he apparently trained today. Yeah, I was looking it over, and he did train today. Uh, and I again, believe I, I, I saw a the, reporter say that he's expected to play Saturday. I can't I can't remember for the life of me who it was that said it, but I think I remember reading that he's expected to play Saturday, which would be so, a, a, a breath of fresh air because he was expected to be RMVP this year, and he has yet yes. to play a game this year. At so, least a regular um, season game. I'm going to point out to uh, another weakness that FC Dallas has, that has had Ooh, so far this Bring them. I want to hear it. They are. They are. I would say they're similar. One is FC Dallas is a slow starting team. They, they a lot of their games in the first 10, 15 minutes. Yep. Team comes out and they're being out hustled. They're being and the fans are like throwing. We're throwing up our hands, going, "What is going on?" And then you know it takes about 15, 15 minutes or so before the team finally settles in and starts playing yep. ball. But with many of our games this year, you know, the first 10, 15 minutes, we've been sitting there just watching the team basically get run, you know, run over and, and, and run through and going, what's going on? And this has been a recurrent theme where the team simply comes out flat. And they, and, and mind you, if we're lucky, it's only 10, 15 minutes. There's been some matches where they've been flat entire half. So this is an issue right now with FC Dallas. Uh, the, the other issue that goes with that is FC Dallas has had trouble closing out teams. The perfect example is Portland. Up 1-0. Yeah, Portland last week. And, and they scored in the 91st minute. That that's because our our backline is like I said hasn't we haven't figured it out the team that they haven't figured out uh, and and it's inconsistent you know they they make little mistakes that prepared teams can take advantage of. Uh, here's a here's a stat that you guys would appreciate because I know you guys haven't scored for a couple of games. Mm -hmm. FC Dallas has allowed at least one goal in the last 12 games. Going back, Woo! To I, I know. That. I, I, and we thought Portland was finally going to be done, and they still scored. That, though, if we were on the road at home, we score. Yeah. We're a good home team. It's on the road that we can't score. We've had three home games, and every home game we've scored twice. But we are yet to score on the road. I don't know what, what do we do on the road. We live in Miami, guys. It's, if it's you can tough. live in Miami and still be ready to play, you should be able to go to. Where have we been? Cincinnati and be ready to play. It's not like you're going out partying in Cincinnati. We live in Miami. What the hell? It's just notoriously tough. You know, I mean, I mean, people forget how big this country is. You know, Cincinnati, that's that's quite a trip, you know. And yeah. you're talking about changing weather. You're talking about changing surfaces. I think the weather know? has been impacted it's, us, uh-huh. It, you know, it affects some players you would think wouldn't be affected by this. But you're like, you got some guy who's played his entire life in, say, Argentina or, Argentina or Brazil. That's most of our team. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. and they, get to like, they get to, like, a 50-degree weather, and they're, like, you know, freezing out there. You know, you're like, they're like, what is this? You know, it's like, was it the Toronto uh, game that it was a wind chill of like negative five or something like that? So, yes, yeah, that, it was. That's brutal. I'll give you a quick personal example. But I grew up in Texas, and where I lived, it never, ever got colder than, than 20 degrees. Never. My, my, my whole time it's I lived still there, pretty cold. I, I, I'm just saying, and that's, that was extreme weather, by the way. So, <laughs> my first year in Wisconsin, 
you know, I, I'm wearing, I, I'm thinking I, I bought like the biggest coat I could find in Texas and whatnot. It was like a windbreaker over here. It was like, you know, within the first, as soon as, as soon as fall hits and, and the temperature dips and the first snowfall comes, you're just like, what the hell is this? And that's, that's basically, try, imagine an athlete getting that shock on the field. Like, like, no, wh- for sure. what, what are we doing here? Why are we playing this kind yeah. of weather? I'm, I'm with you 100%. And I'm assuming coming in at halftime for 15 minutes and then getting right back to it has to be difficult also. And just to answer Richard Greenberg right now, the weather, I, I, it's it's in the 50s. Uh, and, and this weekend, Well, right now it 70, is. But we're, but we're playing in Miami, so we don't care what the weather's like in Dallas. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's it's uh, Dallas. They got the, uh, the GA Cup and whatnot going on. So, yeah, it's really 50. It's 50. It's nice weather, believe it or not. It's not. We don't think that's cold. We think that's good soccer weather, in all honesty. It um, is good soccer. If well, you're in the high 50s, low 60s, that's good. Exactly. Exactly. That is. That's perfect. Now, you Steve brought Munoz up said, a reason. You won't kill us in uh-huh. set pieces. I want my understanding to is something is that, about that. My understanding is that Dallas has improved their set pieces this year drastically. Am, am I yes. wrong? Because that's what I thought I had read. Yes, they have. Uh, our Ooh. Center back pairing of Tafari and, and Ibeaga are pretty dominant in the air and have combined to score two set piece goals. And of course, also the 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 goal against Portland was off of a set piece. So this is new territory for Dallas, who have in the past years not been a good set piece team, but having aerial aerial dominant players like like Tafari and Ibeaga has made them a threat on set pieces because they bring both of them up. This is something to watch for. They bring both their center backs up to be part of the set pieces and center our our uh, our, our right back and left back okay. are usually the guys. That so, so real quick, let's bank on a header goal from Dallas this week because every time we bring up the height, you were talking about the height of your team a couple minutes ago. When we bring yes. up the height of our team, we're not exaggerating. On average, I, th- I believe our height is like five eight, five nine. We have, by far, in the league, we win the least amount of headed duels. We're like at 34%. I looked it up. Dallas is fourth best at 57%. So there's a huge disparity there. So expect a lot of lobbed balls, maybe centered, and or, or set-piece goals. We're definitely going to lose that. Maybe Campana coming back helps us out a little bit. Maybe they put in Mabika or Sailor to be a third center back. We got to do something different because when it comes to the aerial – we have no chance. And, well, and what I want to hear from Jose is, is what? Well, well, yeah, go ahead. You were saying, Jose? I was going to say, expect goals. In all honesty, I expect both teams to score goals. Well, sure. and and that's one thing I want to bring up, right? You brought up the fact that uh, Dallas has allowed goals in a lot of their recent games. And uh, the fans want to hear a reason to be optimistic about this game. We've been We've had four terrible <laughs> games after winning two straight. And we need a reason to be happy this Saturday at Dryping Stadium. So what do you think or give us one of you one of the reasons that you think that we can be able to feel happy and optimistic about the game coming up this Saturday? And well that that comes down to the the flat starts from FC Dallas. I mean there's a very real possibility that FC Dallas comes out and flat <laughs> against my uh, opponent that they're not going to be up for. I mean let's face it, they're not a rival. This is a team that that you know, uh, some people say, hey, you know, it's a fresh opponent, somebody you don't normally face. That's a good thing. That can also be a bad thing because yeah. you're not, you're not, it's not a rival. It's not someone that you can get a team fired up. And for a team that has shown, you know, even against rivals, you know, the inability to come out hot on fire, this could be, I think this is your window. I think, I think uh, there's a real possibility that Dallas comes out flat. And, and if Miami can score early, that gives themselves a shot, you know, if they can sit back and, and, and play more defensively and force us Dallas to try to break them down. So in six, six games, you guys have already conceded two penalties. Yes. Uh, the, the, the so refs, maybe uh, a little reckless play inside the box. Now I would say, like I said, it, it's, it's a flat start. That's uh, as far as penalties, we're still trying to figure out our, our starting back four. And, and uh, that's, a team that plays solid defense for most of the game, but is prone to making, uh, you know, game-altering mistakes. Well, and if there's any team that knows that more 
is us. Because last year, we spent a lot of our time trying to figure out the back four. And there were a couple hiccups in, in the midst of that. But hopefully, we can be able to get a penalty because the refs owe us from last game, Danny. When they got us in the penalty box, but pe- right outside oh, the was, penalty. Uh, I know it wasn't, yeah, that but wasn't you know, a penalty, man. it's the IOU, that baby. Was... They owe us. They owe us. That, that wasn't you know, a penalty, uh, but uh, I have heard that Dallas likes to play out of the back. But after Matt Hedges left, they've had some difficulty playing out of the back. Yeah. So I yeah. would be, I would think that if we have Campana back and we're playing a two striker set, that we need to press them and we got to stay on top of them because they're prone for, to, they're prone to mistakes back there trying to play out of the back. And, and that's one thing that we need to try to yeah. take advantage of. Yes. What were you saying, Jose? Uh, I was going to say, no, this is correct. But like I said, uh, the teams that, that tend that FC Dallas has, tends to have issues against are teams that are going to sit back and force them to break them down. If, yeah. if, we're not if, doing that. If you guys are going to try to come at <laughs> FC Dallas, like I said, music to our ears because FC Dallas loves, loves to hit you with those quick, you know. So, so it sounds like it's going to be an entertaining game then because we're, we're not sitting back. We're not sitting back. I, I'm looking for a, a entertaining back and forth game with uh, with teams, you know, with both teams getting their shots. And I think it's going to be a fun game. It could be one of the most entertaining games of, you know, I mean, for for non fans, for us, it'd be a roller coaster ride. I, I'm expecting a, yeah. a very entertaining game because, like I said, Dallas likes teams that come after them, even though they they've been struggling getting their 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 pass coming out of, out of the back. But once they get past midfield, you know, it's on. So. Yeah, I think I think uh, with uh, with the way both teams play, this has entertaining multiple goal scored uh, type match. So, so I guess that that could lead us straight into into our predictions, because you say entertaining. I think me and Chris agree. It sounds like it might be an entertaining game because we're both going to be attack minded. I don't think you guys are going to sit back and let us come at you like Cincy did. So. Jose, I know you're an optimistic Dallas fan. What are you thinking as far as the prediction for this week's game? I'm going to play it safe and say I expect a 1-1 match. That's that's my prediction. It's a that doesn't 1-1. sound exciting. You said exciting and entertaining. <laughs> to, uh, to have an entertaining game, I mean, it, it, you know, I expect one or two shots off the off off the posts, you know, where where we'll be scratching our heads. And speaking you know, of which, Portland had a few of those last week that you guys could have yeah, easily lost that game. Exactly, and we had actually had a match where Martin Pass uh, gave up a PK and then uh, saved it. Then they made him retake it and saved it again. So it's it's basically like I said. I think it's gonna be entertaining back and forth uh, match with both teams attacking. I think it's one one simply because. One thing I, I said, I, Dallas, I think, has a solid defense. And uh, it's the team that gets that second goal, you know. It, it, both teams were pushing for for that win at the end, I believe. I think it's going to be 1-1 with both teams seeing they have ch- their chance. And I think it's going to be a frantic last 10-15 minutes. So so I think it'll be I think it'll be exciting, not in a, you know, 2-2-3-3 goal scoring type. But it'll be exciting in a, wow, this should have had more than – than two goals scored. Right, right. I get what you're I'm saying. I'm getting tired of these tie games and these little small scoring games. Like, get out of here with that. I, I, actually, like, Chris, I, Chris, I, Jose, I have a yeah, question. Yeah, you were saying, Danny? Now, now that you're here, I have a question for Jose. Now that you bring up tied games, this is something that has been going on for the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you heard it during our intro, but now that I have you and we brought up tied games, I need to ask you, have you ever heard, this is a little off topic, so just bear with yes. me. I Have you ever you. heard of a draw? You okay? You did hear of a draw being referred to as kissing your sister? Yes, absolutely. I've heard it what many times. I'm surprised you've never heard that. <laughs> In all honesty, no. what kind of <laughs> exactly. That's that's listen. That's exactly what I said, Jose. I'm like, I, I, are you kidding me? That you've never heard of this? This is something that when I looked it up, I, it's been in existence since like the early 1900s. So the fact that Danny doesn't know what it means, that means that he's been living stuff? under a rock his whole life. So Danny, you know what it is? It's that you guys are Cowboys fans. This is a very common theme for Cowboys fans. That's what that is. All right, Chris. Um, I, I want to give you guys a porn, a, something to watch for. That'll go tell for you it. How yes, please. Doing. 
Jesus Ferreira. You got to watch him. Oh, and, of and, course. And I can tell you, I can tell you when us FC Dallas fans know that that we're we're in trouble, that we're we you know are gonna struggle to score. And that is that Ferreira, when he doesn't get the ball, he tends to drop further back, you know, into the midfield to try to receive the ball, to try to get the ball, and takes himself out of attacking chances. And this happens. Uh, this has happened against you know Minnesota, Portland. It happened last teams. week. And yep. So when you start seeing, if you start seeing Jesus Ferreira doing that, yeah, you guys have a shot. So that's, that's what we that's we usually, went through that a lot last year with Iguain. He he felt like he wasn't getting enough service, so he would constantly be drawing, falling back to to, yes, to look when, for the ball. Right. If you see Jesus doing that, then you guys are doing good. But if he's not having to do that. <laughs> FC Dallas is going to be getting their shots because that's you know and and Jesus tends to be a streaky, uh, streaky scorer. So the last thing you do is want him to be the guy to score the goal because he, he's a guy that can score in bunches. You know, so you know. Open, well, he has three goals already. Yeah, he's the open the floodgates type of player. So that's 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 well, your guy. You that's your watch. That... Yes, I, I want your prediction. Yeah, no, yeah. Are we kissing yeah, sisters, I mean, look, Chris? No, we're definitely not doing that. I might maybe stepsisters, but not regular sisters. Okay. Uh, I think you know, one thing that stands out, Jose, is that you mentioning that the team has allowed a goal in each game in the last 12, 13 games. And 12, that right? is something that's yeah, 12 games. And so that's something that's very optimistic for sure for the team. We're playing at home when we're typically very comfortable. We score goals here, uh, typically. And if Campana comes back, Campapi finally gets on the field. Supposed I to be really back, believe, yeah. supposed to be supposedly, allegedly, whatever elise we're going to use, at the end of the day, hopefully we don't walk out with an L. And if Campapi's playing, I could see us going three to one and handing Dallas that big fat L to go back to the big D too. <laughs> that's, that's depending if Campana shows up. More realistic. Depending, yeah, yeah. That's, well, I mean, to be fair, we've scored two goals every time we played at home without Campana, and with yeah. our offense looking like shit. So I, I, be, I don't think I will ever pick against Inter. I didn't even pick against them against Philadelphia when everybody. I would never I was pick crazy. against them at home. But at home, I feel like we yeah. can compete with absolutely anybody. You I don't should. know if it's the stadium the environment but at home i feel like we have a chance to win always and this is no yeah. different don't we lost last game at home against chicago which i thought we would win convincingly but we went down 2-0 the first goal was earned the second one was sloppy defense and we ended up on the road if we go down 2-0 that game ends up 3-0 3-1 something along those lines but we're basically out of it at home we yeah. still have a chance we went down 2-0 and we ended up tying the game 2-2 now, we ended up giving up a late goal in the 91st, 92nd minute because Yedlin got caught out of position. But for the most part, we came back in that game. We're a different team at home. And because of that, I think we win. We finally stopped this losing streak. And I'd say we, we put up two like we've been doing. I'll say 2-1 just because I can't see Dallas not scoring on a header. Well, like I said, if, if, if both your backs are going to be pushing forward and you're going to be – it's just a matter of time before Ariola or 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 Velasco get one through. So, I can see that. So I, I wouldn't be mm -hmm. shocked with a two-two type game. But in all honesty, I only picked one-one because I expect Estados to go up one-zero and and give up a late goal to you know. But in all honesty, one-one on the road, point on the road is a good result. It is a, a good result. Team. So yeah. I expect a good result against your team i would prefer three points but i'd settle for 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 a point on the road now to steve Moore, well, it yes, seems we lost like to everybody chicago else at, yeah we lost uh -huh, to chicago ahead, at Danny. home but that second goal was a weird miracle how that center back ended up with the ball right next to the goal and he i don't even think he was aiming he just kicked the shit out of it and somehow hit upper 90 right next to the goal like mcveigh should have stepped, stepped in front of it that was just a disaster of a play and then that late goal, yes, Yerling got caught out of position. He had just had a newborn. He probably hasn't got a lot of sleep. All those excuses that mean absolutely nothing. 
it is what it is. But I think that we played well. We went down 2-0. I know that it doesn't sound good or sexy. But once you go down 2-0 and you come back 2-2, you show some fight. You show that you're not out of it, especially at home. We should have ended up with yeah. at least a draw that game. And the first two games, we shut them out. 2-0, the first two wins. I understand Philadelphia isn't playing to what we expected. But Philadelphia is still a solid team. And we beat them 2-0 with the full squad. So I think that we should win. And I will tell you what would surprise me the most this coming week. It's not, it's not trash. It's not a moral victory. I'm just saying we came back. Anyway, what would surprise me the most is if Neville doesn't change his tactics at all. I really think that if Campana comes back and we find him with two strikers, the fullbacks will stop coming up as high. We might start playing up the middle a little more. And I really do believe that yeah. that happens with Campana's return. So I do think things will be a little different because if we keep going up the wings with our fullbacks and we're playing this the same formation and everything, I, I think that, okay. yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe we do have a chance to lose. So, but I, I can't imagine Neville doing that. So you guys need to give me two predictions each. That's one that's basically Campana what it is, Jose. And one exactly. with Campana and one without Campana. So, so I'll give, give you I'll give I'll give you the Campana one, which is 3-1. And then I'll give you the non-Campana one, which is 2-1. <laughs> I still, no matter which, one, hey, no matter okay. which way, okay. no matter which way we're going, that's I fair. still feel like this team is going to walk away with a win. But I feel like Campana, see, here's the deal. It's like what Danny said. It was expected for him to make an impact. And he hasn't mm -hmm. seen a minute on the pitch in He's the whole He's supposed to be our best player. Yet. Mm -hmm. And he is he is essentially the face of this team from when he signed his contract. So this is a player that this fan base not only has been waiting for, for him to play, but for him to combine with Joseph Martinez to be able to show us what we saw before the actual season started. Yeah, Danny? No, I think we're going to win 2-1 whether it's Campana or not. Look, we, we've at home, we make miracle goals. We had our center back, Kristoff. Uh, he made love to the ball with his hips and scored a goal off of a set piece. We've had Coco. He randomly had the ball fall into his lap when Pizarro lost the handles and completely almost had a turnover, and he scored a goal from outside the box. We had Robert Taylor, goal of the year possibly, off the chest, bring it down on a volley. Like We find ways to score at home that are unconventional, but it just happens. I don't know how, Here's but we just find a way to do it. Here's the problem, Danny. I think that I think that everybody that's on the show, and I love you guys, and thank you so much for coming on and watching and contributing to the show, but you guys are literally fitting the standard of being a battered fan. So thank you for joining the battered Herons and being a battered fan. Hearts for no, everybody. No, no. no well, I don't, don't give them. Okay. I hope for your guys' sake that can, can find a place because, in honesty, if both your – both your backs are going to be pushing forward. It's going to be a wrap. I absolutely, I absolutely doubt we'll run circles through them uh, yeah. and score more yeah. than one goal. So I would hope so Neville is if, smart if enough happens, to prepare for that. Yeah. If that happens, then oh yeah, I, I would I would totally pick a three-one victory for FC Dallas. But like I said, I'm I'm being realistic and saying, hey, Neville's going to basically sit back and not do that. Maybe send one at a time as opposed to both simultaneously. You know. That's how the FC Dallas does it. They they send one of the backs for it, but not both. We used to send both when uh, Lucci uh, was our was our uh, manager, but then again we had you know, Carlos Gressel. Some... <laughs> we had some uh, yeah. better uh, sixes, but now it's uh, no. It's if if you're telling me that Yedlin and 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 your left back are both going to be pushing forward. I tell you, as an FC Dallas fan, I'm just drooling at the possibility of our of our attack getting on track. I'll close off for me with this: the fan base wants, not all, everybody, but a large portion of the fan base wants us to go to three in the back, because that frees yeah. up. We have a double pivot going on right now with two players that don't play a good six. They don't defend. They want to be pushing forward, but they're forced to stay back to to kind of cover for Gregory. And because of that, they haven't been contributing to the offense. Our offensive walls, a lot of people are like, oh, but Gregory, he didn't contribute on the offense. Yes, that's true. But the players that are now filling in for him can no longer contribute to the offense because they're trying to cover up.
for what we're lacking in defense because he's no longer here. So our offensive woes come from many different aspects. Our height, our lack, our lack of being able to get the ball to Joseph Martinez, the fact that Mota and Duke can't be as aggressive as they usually want to be because they're hesitant. Like there's so many things that go into this that I think just going to a three in the back might help alleviate some of these things. Well, let me ask you a question. You know, I, I don't know too much about, about your team. Mm-hmm. Do you have the players for that? I mean, you got to have no. more than three good center backs. If you don't, then that's not a possibility. Let me let me point it out this way. FC Dallas has three decent center backs, but our fourth center back is a 17-year-old. Excellent. He's good, though. Excellent kid. He's going to be a stud one day, but mm-hmm. not a player that you want to start game in, game out, if, if one of your starting three center backs goes down. So if yeah. you guys don't yeah, have a good, a good four center back, that's never going to happen. You got to have, you got to have, you got to have at least. I mean, we are four deep. At least... We are four deep at center back. We are okay. four deep. Now, now, they're not, that... they're not the best in the world, but we're four deep. We can go three in the back because we have. The, the argument is, do we want to start Sailor or Mabika as the third? I would yeah, go to Sailor. Some people that, are saying Mabika. You have to have that. You have the and you probably got to have one of your one of your uh, uh, either your left back or, or or right back capable of playing center back if needed. FC Dallas has that in Farfan who could who can play center back if needed. But like I yeah. said, if, if we started playing three in the back, the hand would just roll their eyes and, and, and throw their hands up and go, "Why haven't you signed Matt Hedges' replacement?" <laughs> Because we well, don't hey, don't to, worry about it. I have my own issues with RGM, even though nobody else wants to say that they also have it. But <laughs> that's the argument for another day. I'm going to wait until people start getting a little more upset about the fact that we still don't have a 10 or a 6. Chris, what are you expecting as far as our, our lineup? Do you think Neville will finally change his formations or his tactics as to how he's playing? I think, I think unfortunately, I don't think that he's going to change. I think he's going to change. I think he's going to change the 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 formation just based on the fact that if Campana does play, then I do see Joseph and Campana taking the top. Um, So I do see, I do see a change again. This is, this is a tale of, you think we go diamond? This is, you think we go diamond? uh, Yeah, probably. Yeah, I would say so. This is a tale of two games. If Campana starts, this is going to be a different formation, different outcome. If Campana doesn't start, then I feel like we're going to get the whole Joseph starts. We're going to stick with the same formation. And then Joseph gets off 60 minutes later. And then Campana comes in and fills in for him since he's just getting off of injury. That's what my prediction is. And it's look, I'm looking forward to the game because I got to see this. I got to see whether Campana is going to be able to come on and make a difference, especially since he's had some time to sort of recover off of his calf injury. We're coming to an end. So if anybody in the chat has a question for Jose, ask it now. I, I think that also if Campana comes in and starts, which we were going back and forth about it last episode, and I, I kind of started leaning towards the maybe he wouldn't start. He'd come in as a sub. But I do think that if Campana is an option, that we'd go two up top, and then that alone would change our formation. As much as I want them to go three in the back, I don't think they will. I think it'll be a diamond. I don't think and, it's going to um, happen. Okay. Now, we the did FC have a question Dallas, for, for Carlos. This FC, all popped up. The FC Dallas lineup will be pretty much the same as it was last week, with the lone exception being that uh, Emma Tuomasi will start it, probably start it right back. Yeah, He didn't play that match because he was in a, on a red card suspension. Even though his replacement, uh, Giovanni Jesus, looked really good and, and could push him for the starting job on the road, uh, Tuomasi is an excellent defender, and, and he'll probably be the lone change to the starting lineup for FC Dallas. I do oh, not so know. We had a question here. Okay. Don't okay. know who that is. No. Okay. All right. Doesn't sound familiar. Well, well, Jose, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you this much. This is a game that I'm really looking forward to, not just because it's against FC Dallas and you are a FC Dallas supporter and you're on with us, but it's especially for the fact that things have been going so poorly for us recently, and so I feel like this might be either the turn of the curve for us, or it might not be, and we might be crap, and then we might be talking <laughs> even worse about Inter Miami the next week. And so, Jose, uh, your favorite food, food or dish? dish? Well, I'm Mexican, so tamales all day, every day, as far as Mexican food is concerned. Uh, I also 
I used to be Italian cook, and I love me some lasagna, and I would make the hell out of that. Oh, okay, okay. But, Tacos aren't uh, a big deal in the Mexican household, correct? Because where I live, there's a lot of Mexicans, and they're like, yeah, we eat tacos on a regular basis. It's not a big deal. Tacos is like you guys making a ham and cheese. It's like, it's like yeah, you know, like you're, 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 it's like when you're on the run and you're, you don't have time to make a proper dinner. You're like, boom, 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 and off you go. You take some tacos. So it's, I mean, they're great it's, on the go, right. and, and they're fun. You but know, you're having mobile like food. Yeah, if you're having a cookout or a picnic, great. But but for dinner, not not usually the first thing that comes to mind. Right. I, I, I like that analogy. It's like a ham and cheese sandwich. I like that analogy. It is. It's like that. It's like, yes. it's, that's, what it, that's what it is. You know? All right. Well, boom, go. For those of you that are in the supporters group, actually, no, you know, I take it back. For everybody in the stadium that's watching this, make sure you listen to Becky G all week. You learn the lyrics. I'm going to figure out how to get in contact with whoever is the DJ in the stadium because I, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And we're going to have some Becky G playing in that stadium. I got to figure this out. I got what? Thursday. I got three days to figure this out. We're going to make it happen. And we're going to make Sebastian legit sub himself out. Like he's just going to want to leave. He's going right? to cry so off the field. That, that's the plan. We got to make this happen. So make sure we got Becky G on loop and we figure this out. And we need everybody singing along. That's hilarious. I mean, hey, I mean, the the goal would be to get him to not even, you know, to, to basically take and scratch himself from the lineup. <laughs> that's why we got to start shit. from the pregame warm-up. That's what I'm saying. So I got to get Mike Marinelli. If you're watching this, I'm contacting you after this episode. Don't you guys do tailgate? Have, you should be doing that on a tailgate. We're play, I'm telling you, we're playing it. We're playing the music. I don't know many of her songs. I don't think I know any, actually. Maybe if I hear it, I'll, I'll realize it. But, but you will know her whole album. I'll be here. here I'll be here for it. You know, when I'm watching the game, go. I'll be here for it. So I expect I expect this to Becky G. Becky G all day. All right. All right, Danny, before, before, yeah, before we sign off, let's just do this one last time and then we're done with paying Callie his royalties. Okay. <laughs> this is the last time. It's only, it's only fair. Jose brought up food. So I might as well transition to this. So uh, a couple episodes ago, we had, we had one of, one of the biggest fans. He also does a couple other podcasts, um, away days. He's in the inner Miami, uh, inner Miami podcast family. And he brought up a picture on Twitter, and I'm going to show it to you here. And we got a couple pieces of steak and a couple pieces of toast. So just really quickly before we head out, tell me which piece of steak and which piece of toast you're going with. Uh, it's two for the steak and four. For okay. Toast. okay. Okay. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm, that's a that's respectable sort of choice. That is uh, a respectable. Actually, uh, Mexican cuisine, most of your steaks are are thin and and so for me it took many many years to to catch to get to, to two one. yeah to get to two it took you know i was once oh man it's you know it's got some pink it's got some of course stuff, right and then one day it's like had some and it was amazing and i'm never turned back since you know well it's that's the hispanic culture right you know uh, yeah danny's colombian i'm cuban we live in miami you know, you lived in Texas. So the Hispanic culture is typically throw the steak on there, and the lady's probably cooking at it like ultimate high anyway. So yep. it's gonna come off. It's gonna come off not burnt, but it's gonna be well done, if not close to it. So yep. getting to that is more of the finer things in life. So that's true. But yeah, that's true. Uh, also, as you get older, your your taste change. So my oh taste yeah, yeah, for sure. Look, Jose, it was a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for joining the Battered Herons today. Uh, tell tell the fans me. where you – yeah, t tell the fans where they can find your stuff. Tell the fans where they can be able to look uh, you up. Well, on Twitter, I'm at El Chico Carmona. And uh, also, we're uh, uh, afterburn.soccer, where we cover uh, all things FC Dallas related. I, myself, mostly write about our North Texas – SC squad in and uh, MLS nice. Next Pro. That's what yeah. I like to do. I'm also mostly known as a rumor guy. So if I f hear any rumors that don't involve you know who, uh, yeah, involving your team, I'll send you guys. Away. <laughs> I'm Let's so sick of it. hearing about Messi, man. So <laughs> <sick of it. laughs> All right. I well, guess we're gonna say again, his name. 
<laughs> no, man. I, I just, I, I, you know, I'm not even gonna talk about it because then we'll go on for another 20 I'll minutes you, about just. How, I tell you one thing, as an FC fan that that has recently sort of upset me about the whole Messi thing is the rumor that supposedly every MLS franchise is gonna pitch in to pay his salary so he can play for you guys. So of course. But it makes. Yeah. I, mean, I understand why it frustrates the fans. I understand why it frustrates the fans. But as yeah. ownership, that's going to help yeah. the league. Everybody's going to grow immensely. It is. Benefiting. But as a as a fan, you guys are probably as a fan. I get it. I get it. But like when you see the big picture the for the league, it, it makes sense because the league is going to take off. The Apple deal is going to blow up when everybody wants to watch Messi, and they know all I have to do yeah. is pay these twelve, fourteen bucks a month, and you I can know, watch every game on my Apple. So. It's gonna blow up, and I understand why doing it. Again, I understand as a right, right, an opposing fan why it yeah. sounds stupid, but big picture, <laughs> it makes sense. Okay, so again, thank you. If you guys were in the chat, I appreciate you guys joining us live. For everybody else that listens to us on Apple, Spotify, or you're watching the YouTube later on, we appreciate you guys listening all the way to the end. Anything else for the people, Chris? No, man. Catch us this weekend on Saturday. We're gonna go past the green lot. So shout out to the Green Lock gang. Mike was on the podcast last uh, two days ago Monday. on Monday. Mm-hmm. And so catch us out there. We're going to be at the game. We're going to be at the Green Lot. So we'll see all of you guys out on Saturday. And uh, tell a friend to go out there. Let's fill this thing up. I'm going to wear an I Heart Becky G-shirt. Yeah. Look out for it, Jose. It. I sit right behind the goal. All right. When you're watching from the TV broadcast on the right-hand side. So when you're watching... Right behind the goal, look for the I Heart Becky G shirt, and that'll be All me. Right. All right, when when Ferreira scores, I'll, I'll, look, I'll look for your face. <laughs> <laughs> good one. That was a good one. Uh, with that, I guess we'll sign out after that one. That one hurt. All right, well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys on Monday when we're hopefully celebrating an end to this losing streak. Catch you guys later. All right, good night, guys.